depresso like vibes. Nah, I feel you. Like I would listen to Nirvana. It was such a weird time, but like I feel like a lot of people go through that phase where they listen to like um like alt rock or like classic rock or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it was just speaking to me during that time. Okay. So not too much rap. If <laughs> not was, too much okay. rap, yeah. Like, so, but it was mostly you said that's alternative, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, nah, and those are still some phenomenal artists. Like I said, I'm pretty much ninety eight percent what I listen to is rap music. Yeah. Um, but nah, that's that's actually crazy. like you're the first person to like really say that like during like I won't the even middle lie. school ages yeah. yeah I was I was going through some stuff in middle school <laughs> yeah we all were uh, yeah. yeah we damn sure all was but yeah nah, but still phenomenal taste nonetheless so um that was the middle school years then as we get to the high school years you move to Chicago mm-hmm. now Atlanta and Chicago are two extremely different places very different um and but they're both big when it comes to music yeah um I feel like Atlanta probably a little bit bigger. Maybe, yeah, probably at that time or probably even now. But how was the shift like in music taste and especially within the hip hop scene when you moved to Chicago? Um, I don't know if, I mean, I guess Atlanta is a little bit, I wouldn't say it's bigger. I feel like it's more established. Like they have, mm-hmm. or maybe it is bigger because they do have more well-known artists, mm-hmm. I guess. I think the shift for me was like I said in middle school I was listening to like all mm-hmm. like rock stuff but when I got to Chicago like 2013 2014 um all my friends were listening to Chief Keef so <laughs> mm-hmm. naturally that's something I would start listening to and I just kind of went from there and then like I just remember a lot of new age rap kept coming out mm-hmm. 2015 2016 um yeah, like like Uzi, mm-hmm. Migos was making more music. Um, yeah, there's a lot of examples. So I think the shift for me was moving away from like my middle school self mm-hmm. and stepping into something that is more me, anyways. Like I don't know what I was trying to do with like Nirvana, like as when I was like 12 years old, you know, mm-hmm. um, or however old, 13. But yeah, I mean, it was kind of empowering, like. Me and my friends would always listen to Migos. Like, that was our thing. Or whoever the artist may be, or Chief Keef or something. So, yeah, it was definitely a transformative time for me. Now, when you moved to Chicago, what part of Chicago were you living in? I was living in the South Side. So, 87th and Damon is where I lived. Um, And that's a very black area, correct? Oh, absolutely. Like, South Side is black. Chicago, I heard, is like a very segregated city. It is. So, South Side is black, North Side is Caucasian? Mm -hmm. Like, Italian? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, the North Side is predominantly white. Mm -hmm. West Side is more, like, minority communities. Okay. So, and then, same with the South Side, but it's predominantly black. Okay. Um... So yeah, I was like south, like so. The loop is where it's zero to ten, mm-hmm. and then the further south you go, like the higher the number is. So, I think the furthest street south in Chicago is like a hundred third or something like that. So I was very south. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For just to give you like some kind of proximity. Nah, I definitely appreciate that. I mean, yeah. I don't necessarily too well know like the streets in like Chicago, but definitely I know yeah. some of our listeners, so I definitely appreciate that. Now you um mentioned him, um. And I just want to make sure that we touch on them um, before um, before we move on to our next thing. You mentioned Chief Keef. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've said this before on the show, um, and I'm going to say it again. Chief Keef, to me, is between him and Young Thug, I probably would say, and Kid Cudi, I would say those three. There's a couple more. But I would say that those are like three of the biggest influences of what's going on yeah. in rap music today. And, um, you know, Chief Keef pretty much had, you know, because when Chief Keef came out, I was in like eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Like when he really blew. 
Mm-hmm. I was in like eighth grade, ninth grade, like, you know, when he was like really liking like his commercial prime. Right. And um, just from the slurred speech, the ad-libbing, introducing drill to the mainstream world, then him being 16 and him really living that life because yeah. he was getting arrested every two months, <laughs> like every other week. Yeah. Like, um, what does Chief Keith mean to Chicago? What is the impact that he has in Chicago? Like, you know, I think a lot of people, especially people within our age, really, you know, we love Chief Keith and, you know, we respect him as a legend. But, like, how is he viewed in his city? Because, you know, there was not really any marquee gangster rapper from Chicago up until him. Like, you know, you had good rappers out of Chicago. You had, um, what is it? You had, I think, Twisters from Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, or Illinois out that way. Yeah. You had Yay. You know, um, yeah, it's who he is. And then, um, you know, you had Common. So you had mm-hmm. a lot of great quality rap coming out of Chicago, yeah. not this in Chicago. But as far as like that, like I said, that marquee, like gangster rapper, he was the first. But back to my original question. Yeah. What was like Chief Keef's impact, like from like your point, like from your view during like those years when you were in Chicago? I think he had a huge impact. I think mm-hmm. his music definitely brought everyone in Chicago together. Like, mm-hmm. and just introduced a new type of rap to the scene which like you said you named off some some rappers from chicago like common Mm -hmm. yeah they have distinct sounds you know but so does chief keef so i think that he's definitely introduced a new sound to rap and he's honestly set the stage for a lot of rappers out here i feel like he's the blueprint in many ways Mm -hmm. um and as far as like him building community in in chicago like Chicago has so many issues, you know, but the best thing about his music and the impact his music has had, it's like it's brought people everywhere together because it's like, damn, that's my nigga. That's that's Chief Keef. Like he represents Chicago. He represents Mm -hmm. me. So I think I think a lot of people can resonate with that in Chicago. You know, it's really funny to hear you say that because, um, you know, I remember there was at one point where um I remember there was one point where Chief Keef was um, like when he was first blowing up, um, they wouldn't allow him to do a uh, to do a concert in Chicago because they said that, OK, like his presence, his lyrics and everything like it caused a lot of violence because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to talk bad about Chicago, but, you know, Chicago is a very um, violent city at times. Mm-hmm. So. Like, I remember, like, it was a hologram, and they had to shut the hologram down because it's like, (laughs) yeah, and it's like, yo, because, like, tensions really flared up like that just with his presence. So to, if you can, can you please dive a little bit deeper into you saying that he helps build community because a lot of people would not look at it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an interesting perspective. Like, Mm -hmm. Chicago does have a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. I don't think that, obviously, okay, everyone knows how Chicago, everyone knows Chicago not Chirac. I mean, it got have, that have you been to Chicago? No, ma'am. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So don't speak on it. Fair enough. <laughs> like, the thing is, you know, every city has its issues. Mm-hmm. And Chicago does have issues, right? It has had issues with crime in the past. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that the the rest of the world sees it in the way that it actually is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I talk to people about Chicago and they say, oh, Chirac this, Chirac that. Like, mm-hmm. you haven't even been to Chicago and you're speaking on it. Like, mm-hmm. you know that from social media. You know that from maybe the news or whatever, all these biased sources. But, like, when you're living in it, it's very different. Very different. And so when I was there, I never experience a lick of violence you know i live on the south side it's supposed to be oh you know dangerous you know shooting gangs and stuff like okay that happens Mm -hmm. but 
Happens everywhere. It happens everywhere. And also, like, Mm -hmm. and maybe this is just a hot take, but I think that a lot of the violence and a lot of that type of community building, that type of community, it stems from the political issues in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I can talk about that for ages. I don't want to, like, get on my high horse or anything. I want to stay on topic. But, like, I think that, you know, you mentioned... Chief Keefe not being able to perform yeah. because he's inciting violence and stuff. Mm. I I don't think so. I mean, what are I mean, what is the most a bunch of 15-year-old kids can do? I mean, I guess 15-year-old kids can do a lot of damage, but like yeah. um I think he's just speaking on a part of the community that's not really heard and I think that's mm. what the government or the mayor or whatever was actually scared about. Yeah. Um because when people aren't hurt, they get upset, you mm-hmm. know? Like, and that stems from schools in the South Side not getting funding for education. You know, mm-hmm. people don't have after-school activities. What are they going to do? Their parents aren't home, this, that, and the third. Like, they're pretty much, like, catapulted into these lifestyles, mm-hmm. and they're not getting help, so. And when I mentioned Chirac, I wasn't necessarily saying that's the way I view the city. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just it's from just a, a term that people term, use. Yeah, yeah, and it's so loose. Like, that's why I wanted to ask somebody who's actually from there and grew up there and experienced it yeah. because, you know, I mean, like I said, I'm, like I said, born in Atlanta, lived there for a little bit, then I mm-hmm. lived upstate. I've seen, I mean, um, what is it? Um, like, for example, I grew up in Rochester. Yeah. And Rochester, their murder rate is ridiculous as far as mm-hmm. for this small amount of people. So, you know, I understand what it's like to come from a community that, you know, it's very violent people on the outside looking in don't yeah. necessarily like understand like the implications of, you know, their ignorance. So right. I was just saying from the outside, like, and then people say Chirac and it's like, yeah. you know, and they're referring to the violence there. So, but now nah, I definitely understand, um, you know, where you're coming from. And, you know, I, like I said, I always tell people like, you know, people may not like Chief Keef's lyrics, but it's coming from a place of authenticity. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, this is, these are lyrics that, you know, people... <clears throat> These are this is something this this is a reflection of his life. Right. So um, I always respect it, you know, and he just did it in such a stylistic way, you know. And I always was like, damn, like I look at rappers like him, even like Future, like some other rappers, like damn, how can they make such a struggle sound so great? And I think <laughs> right. that's you know what I mean. Like yeah. I was like, man, like this is that's like one of the beautiful things about hip hop music. But so as far as Chief Keith's view, like, is it like because because one thing about Chicago artists is that. Or Chicago as a city, like they put on for their city. G Herbo, Common, um, Chance, yeah, even. Chance. Everybody puts on for Chicago. Yeah. So like, I see Dirk and Dirk will go do a show and it'll be sold out. He'll run onto the crowd and the crowd will erupt. Like he'll sell out the United Center. I think mm-hmm. it's the United um, where the Bulls play. Is it the United Center? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. wherever the Chicago Bulls play, that arena. <laughs> so like, he'll sell that out and like they'll go crazy. And G Herbo is extremely well received in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, like. Like, I guess overall I'm asking is like, is it like a God level type of like influence that Chief Keef has there? Nah. Nah, not really? Okay. Like, Chief Keef is cool. Mm. Like, love him to death. Bull Cell shows out. But mm. same with like New York City vibes. It's like, I don't know. People have grit, you know? Like, mm-hmm. people aren't worshiping him, yeah. you know? Mm. 
Yeah. I was more just speaking to like the influence, but the influence. I, I see your point. Yeah, because his influence worldwide is absolutely ridiculous. That's why I asked. Like, yeah. When yeah. you look at drill is now in Brooklyn, drill is in different parts of Africa, West Africa primarily, from my research. And in the UK too. It's U- a huge UK thing now. UK, the sound is still strong. That's why people said drill died. I'm like, where? <laughs> exactly. Um no, that's there's a good point. A, there's a Russian drill song that has, I think, about a hundred million. Um, views That's on sick. yeah on YouTube. Um, I'll share it with you. Yeah. Um, I think drill is in Ireland. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, drill is in <laughs> Ireland. So it's like, and a lot of like these artists, the person that they're looking to is him. Yeah. They're looking at him and they're looking from you know guys like Baby, guys like Herb. But it's like okay, or Herbo rather. But it's like okay, but the person who brought this sound so everybody could enjoy it is Chief. So that nice. that's why I asked like. Like, like New yeah. York, like, like I said, I grew up in Rochester. So I remember being in middle school, like the, when I was in high school, like, cause we used to have to catch a city bus and people used to bring like link speakers together and blast Chief Keef, <laughs> like the whole time. And I'm like, yo, they really hang on to this man. Every word, anything he did, anything he said, all his, everybody, like you go to school, it'll be like, oh, did y'all see what Chief did today? Yeah. Like it was like that. That's what made me ask that. No, that no. Okay, facts. Because now that I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people. <laughs> and maybe this goes back to him being like a bad influence, which I don't believe. But mm-hmm. yeah, people definitely started like drinking lean and stuff. See what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> what like, once he like hit the stage? Like mm-hmm. it definitely became more popular mm-hmm. and like circles and yeah. stuff. So. And I just want to speak positively on the man name real yeah, quick. I mean, sick. and you know, fashion is something I want to touch on a little bit later, but. I even say to this day, like, I think oh Chief Keith... fashion is crazy. Remember how he had everybody dressing with the true religion? <laughs> with the true religion, dripped yeah. down, yeah. Everybody, like, you know, if you had the true religion um, uh, jean jacket yeah. with the jeans? With the jeans, oh the God. acid wash, yeah. true religion jeans. You was fly as hell. For real. Yeah, Imani, was that going on in New York? Like the, the, the true religion, like all down when she like drip down. Yeah, because like I, like I said, like she's from New York. You from Chicago? From Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I was in Atlanta during like like Chief Keef's prime years. Like I was like, wow. Like it's just crazy to hear. Like all in three very different places: Midwest, South, and North. Chief had everybody like yeah. like I said, Rock and Troy. Um, I said this before, Montclair. Yeah, facts. Like, all these Montclair, I think Chief, I don't know if Chief was the first rapper to do it, because there might have been somebody else who might have owned a Montclair, but as far as, like... No, he set the tone for sure. For the Montclair jackets, and I just look at it now, like, and just kind of mixing designer with, like, you know, different, like, streetwear brands. Obviously, he's mm-hmm. not the first to do that, but I think when it comes to fashion, he's a huge influence. Like, with you being a fashion person, and you mm-hmm. being somebody who is, um, you know, pretty much born in the fashion. Yeah. Like I said, we're going to touch on your story in a second. Like, um, how do you feel like his influence as far as fashion is? I mean, I feel like he definitely had a huge influence. Like, you spoke on that a little mm-hmm. bit. I just remember seeing in high school, and I always wanted to be that kid, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the money for it. Like, Man, white bitches were dripped down in true religion. Like, I won't even lie to you. Uh-huh. Sorry. No, I was hilarious. No, you speak for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. And that was sick. That was something mm-hmm. I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. they were listening to Chief Keef, and we'd listen to it yeah. at lunch, after school, during volleyball practice. You like, volleyball? All the time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> yeah, he was definitely a huge influence. And as far as the Montclair jackets, I mean, not many people at high school had them, but yeah. there were a few kids that did. Mm-hmm. Um, not me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even rappers, like, I feel like Montclair kind of took off and rap right after him. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and, and people I- wear them all the time now, too. 
I think we got to give Chief his credit. That's true. I feel like Chief Keef has definitely set the stage for, mm-hmm. like, everything, yeah. but no one's really giving him credit. For his fashion sense. Like, yeah. Drill, being a gangster rapper, being a young, you know, gangster rapper, you know. At 16, he's yeah. just doing it. Yeah, and then, like I said, then you look back and you look at, like, even when the old photos come up yeah. of, you know, from that era, people are like, oh, like, look at these old photos of yeah, such and such. Wait. You even see it. Yeah, you see no. it. Oh, oh. Yeah, you, um, wow. What is your favorite Chief Keef song? I give you three. Yeah. I can't give you one. Um, oh, God. Oh, you just fucked me up. Sorry. Um, my favorite? He has so many. I can give you mine. Okay, but you give you, you give you, you ask me first. Okay, okay. You but, go first. Um, Finito, definitely. Okay, good one. Yeah, um, some about that string section. <laughs> uh, 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 that shit gets me every time. Um, I gotta put Love Sosa on there. Okay. I don't know if you've heard it. Mm-hmm. It's called My Baby. No, I need to look that up. It's so okay, good. Okay, My Baby, I need to look up. Okay, it's bye. so good. Mm-hmm. That's like his best song okay. by far. Mm-hmm. And like, I actually had a funny memory with that song too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was like junior in high school mm-hmm. listening to that song for the first time and me and my friends were driving to like get a vape or something for like the first time mm-hmm. and i remember getting these like blueberry like fusion like pods whatever mm-hmm. and then my mom pulls up out of nowhere oh, i guess she was shit. tracking my location or something like mm-hmm. this was i guess i wasn't supposed to be out she finds us in a car, like, blasting my baby in the car, and she rolls up, and I'm, like, hitting a vape as she rolls up to the car, and I'm like, hey, and she literally just, like, it was it was a bad situation. She saw me vaping, the vape was gone within minutes, like... Oh, was she on your ass? Yeah, she was on my ass. She was on my ass, as she should be, like, and you know what? Shout as out a to, teenager. And shout out to mom, because you're a senior, right? Yeah. And I already know that you probably got a million things lined up when you get up out of here. I already mm-hmm. know you about to go get you a whole bunch of money. I already know that you about to be on a lot of boss level type shit. So, so will th- you. I appreciate that, Bailey. Thank yeah. you. You inspire me. So you inspire me for real. Yeah. How? So tell me how. You inspire me because like you're always on the grind, you know, and you're so well spoken. I wish I could speak as well as you, you know. Bailey, I think you need to give yourself more credit. Thank you. Yeah, for real, for real. But I really appreciate that. So thank you. We inspire each other. Um, real quick, just to touch on my last Chief Keef song. Uh, it's, the song is called Booty Call. I haven't heard that one. Fire. So you send me my baby, I'll send you Booty Call. Okay. And then, oh, he has another one too um, with uh, Playboy Cardi. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh, uh. You heard that one? Uh, 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 uh. Molly just... Yo! <laughs> See what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And then... um. His feature on Uzi shit on Bean, Bean, Bean is, is fire. Good. Bean is yeah, good. he got on that shit and went stupid. No facts. Yeah, but um, oh, and um, Water Resort off of um, Autopsy is fire. Yeah, he got a couple. Also, his like album covers are crazy. Yeah, I he has some really like... good ones and some questionable ones. <laughs> there yeah. was one like, mm. yeah, I don't know. No, but they yeah, go that, crazy. Yeah, all those songs definitely probably be like amounts from top from Chiefs discography. So, anyway, just to touch on Chief, like as I said before, I think he set the standard for a lot of these young rappers coming mm-hmm. in the game and being successful. Definitely, I think that he set the standard as far as for um, you know gangster rap of my, the modern era. Um, he set Drilla Blaze fashion wise. He did his thing, and you want to know something too? You're, I know I shouldn't ask a woman her age, but you're 21. Yeah. 
You're 23. I'm 23. You know how old Chief Keef is? 27. Really? 27 That's crazy. He's Ch- so young. Chief Keef is younger than all the Migos. He's younger than Lil Uzi. He's younger than Moneybag Yo. Damn. He's younger than a lot of these artists today. Damn. He's only 27 years old. So we said all that to say this. Chief, legendary, beyond it. It's, I'm so glad that I've been able to utilize this platform and with a fellow Chicago native who knows what she's talking about to be able to give you your flowers. Because <laughs> like he's the soundtrack to, I said this in another episode, my middle school years, high school years, and even college years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Chief, if you needed to get everybody like riled up, well, he, Sosa, anything. Instantly. Yeah, Finito, anything. <laughs> like, I mean, and just to finish, like, like I said, to to move on. No, but I remember even um, there was a video of like some college party. I think it was at Clemson, maybe. Mm. And Finito came on, and obviously the house probably was in poor condition and it needed to be renovated. But I guess like the reaction and everybody jumped at the same time and the floor caved in. <laughs> like that's his impact. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, in his, just how, how his music has able, been able to age and live on. Absolutely. Wow. Like what is it? Um, finally rich. The first album mm-hmm. came out. It just went platinum like a couple months ago. Like it took it 10 years, but like, the fact that it was able to come back and, you right. know, people really was able to go back and really appreciate him. Right. But, Bailey, um, real quick, because I do want to um, stay on music. Um, I know you said you were in Chicago. You were going to, like, Lollapalooza mm-hmm. and things like that. So, um, if you could, I always feel like when we talk about music festivals or, like, you know, big concerts, I feel like Lollapalooza kind of gets overlooked a little bit. I think yeah. people talk about South By. I think people talk about Coachella. People talk about um, Rolling Loud. Yeah. But... Like, can you tell me, like, what Lollapalooza is like? Because Lollapalooza, to me, over the last couple of years, has been crazy. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah I'll definitely speak on that. Because mm-hmm. I went all four years of high school, and it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it was insane. Um, I haven't been back since, unfortunately. But, like, those four years, I, like... 20 out of 10 like Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to describe it and they were definitely transformative for me like I had my first drink mom don't listen to this but like I had my first drink going to Lollapalooza like with my friends yeah Uh, freshman year of high school and um yeah it was just very transformative I saw some really insane rappers I think because I just love Migos so much Mm -hmm. like when Migos performed, and my friends at the time can attest to this, like, I was in shambles. Like, I was crying, even though they were, like, an hour late. Like, they performed for 20 minutes. Best 20 minutes of my year. Like, mm-hmm. they ate. And <clears throat> I also got to see, like, Uzi, Future. Um, I don't know if I saw Chief Keefe when he was there, but, like, G Herbo, mm-hmm. Chance. Um, like, basically all of the up-and-coming New Age rappers at the time. It was like insane and it does suck that Lollapalooza gets overlooked overlooked I yeah. guess I never really thought about that because it's been so mm-hmm. um, it's been integral such a, yeah, for my for life, life. Yeah. but um, it's a great festival and they always have a fire lineup like mm-hmm. I just remember being like damn like I gotta buy these tickets like I need to go see this person like I need to see that person um, so yeah and the food is great they have great Food trucks there Great too. Food trucks. Yeah. Now, do you think the food trucks rival New York City's? Because I, I can't speak on that. I haven't. Speak. I haven't really been to New York City's food truck. Okay. Situation. You ever in Brooklyn, like the Bushwick area? You uh-huh. ever leave in the club? Yeah. Burrito taco. 
Berea Taco. <laughs> it's this dude. He kind of swole and he tattooed from like his fingertips all the way up his arm. That's I don't know his sick. name. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I don't know where he's from, but Berea Tacos. Okay. About $13 after leaving the club, you get greatness. Ooh. Yes. That but, sounds good. Yeah, get there before 2 o'clock, though. Because mm. after <laughs> 2 o'clock, yeah, it's, it's going to be rough. <laughs> but yeah, Berea Tacos. But bet. So Lollapalooza. So you said definitely. Um, people need to it, it, people need to view it and more of like up there with the Coachellas and the Rolling Yeah, Lines. absolutely. Yeah. Like they always have insane headliners. Like when Chance the Rapper was mm-hmm. super huge, like when he was huge. Mm-hmm. I hate his stuff now. Really? And maybe that's a hot take, but yeah, we gonna he was on that. <laughs> he was a headliner, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone knew him across the country. So they had huge names. They always have like the Rolling Stones too, like the Chainsmokers when they were big, like Ellie Goulding when she was on her violin shit, you know, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, so they have a very diverse lineup as well. Not yeah. only just a great lineup, but diverse. And yeah, because I'm like, why do people like, I hear about the Dreamville Festival and it's all over the internet. I hear about the, um, I hear about Rolling Loud, wherever it is, Miami, New York, L.A. I hear about Coachella all the time. I was like, why don't I ever hear about Lollapalooza? And I'm like, and Lollapalooza is in a major city, and it's in a major city for music. So that's why I just figured I'd at least ask. You know, that's why I wanted to ask, Mm because I know you said you've been there a lot. So you said you've been there five times? Um, Four. Four, okay, so all of high school. All of high school, four years. Um, So I wanted to speak on Chance, because... Chance, to me, when it comes to influence as far as streaming, um, I feel like he's definitely one of the more influential artists just due to the fact that Coloring Book was a streaming-only album. He sold it to Apple, I think, like for like $2 million, so they could have it a week before, before it got up on other DSPs. And then, you know, um, Coloring Book ended up winning a Grammy. It's the only streaming-only album to win a Grammy. And I, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, I think it's it was the first, and I think it's the only, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So, um, and you know, Chance, like, you know, Chicago is seen, correct me if I'm wrong, rather it's a gangster rapper or rather it's somebody, you know, a little bit more like kind of spiritual and a little bit more, you know, a tad bit more like, I ain't gonna say substance, but relatable substance. Like, it seems like Chicago really puts on for their artists. Like, has Chicago kind of forgotten about Chance? Because Coloring Book came out and it did what it did. It was a phenomenal album. Yeah. Great body of work. It won a Grammy. It was great. The, what was it? The big idea? The big day? The big day. The big the big day. Manny, how did you how do you feel about that? Because your face just says it all. That was and I was like a huge chance fan before that album came out. The big day was the one with like the CD. Yeah. The, the one with hot shower on it. <laughs> I completely agree with her because yeah. okay. Like what happened? So Chance went to my high school, right? What high school did you go to? Jones College Prep. Okay. Go Eagles. There you go. Um he went to my you high say school. That was a pride. Yeah, and like so he had a direct influence on my high school specifically mm-hmm. and like I remember his brother Taylor Bennett would pull up selling his CDs like being like yeah I'm Chance's brother like I don't know and at first it was cool and then it was just kind of like this is the third time here this week like it's time to go <laughs> baby like no one wants to buy which is so mean but like mm-hmm. it was still a really cool part because when Taylor Bennett was coming to our high school and stuff like that mm-hmm. like that was when chance was huge it was like oh shit taylor bennett like that's his brother we're like one step closer to chance and then he blew up obviously and it was sick it was cool 
but then he just he kind of fell off and i don't think that people forgot about him mm-hmm. i think people just started ignoring him because his music wasn't that good or just it didn't live up to the hype that mm-hmm. people expected from um coloring book yeah and even like his mixtape you know like his mixtape was sick srf Right. Yeah, acid, acid rap, rap acid yeah. rap. Like that his mixtape was sick. I used to have it on repeat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like it just didn't live up to mm-hmm. that kind of expectations. And I think that his more spiritual sound was cool. Like he made it work. And even you can see that with Ye and some of his new albums and stuff like that. But like mm-hmm. I don't know what to say about the the other one. <laughs> like nah. I don't know. The big day was just not it for me. Uh, so. And people were clowning him too. People were like, he only talks about his wife and kids and his songs. And it's like, mm. no one wants to hear that. Damn. And maybe I'm being brutal, but like. Nah, I, I, I guess. You <laughs> I know. think I'm being brutal. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, like, you know, the way the way you feel, you have a very intelligent music opinion. And, you know, I could definitely understand. What do you think, from. though? I'm being real. Me, I like gangster music. Yeah. So, you know, um, my favorite rappers are, you know, 3-6 Mafia, Project Pat, um, Gucci, um, Pac, Biggie. Uh, Nas ain't... Nas got his gangster elements, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, um, I like a lot of gangster music, um, a lot of trap music. So, Chance... I, but I respect art. Mm-hmm. Like me, like when you mentioned the 1975 and Nirvana, phenomenal artist. Mm-hmm. And I could probably sing some of their songs. Right. But, you know, Chance never really was necessarily my my taste. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I mean, and like I said, I like gangster music from all over. Rather, it's the trap sound. Rather, it's 90s gangster. Rather, it's Brooklyn drill. Rather, it's Chicago drill. I just like gangster music. So, Chance never necessarily made that. And that's perfectly fine. But, you know, I respect acid rap. Great project mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying phenomenal vocally good when it comes to the great when it comes to the concepts coloring book i never listened to you know the only song i ever heard off a of coloring book which one uh the one with two chains and way no problem yeah you don't want zero problems big fella shout out to haha but yeah um <laughs> yeah that was the only song i ever listened to i will say that album. that album was really good like, oh yeah i believe it. at the time i would mm-hmm. listen to it front to back and mm-hmm. i think that it was at an important time for chicago specifically too because we had a lot of gangster rap Mm-hmm. Like Chief Keef, yeah, uh, G Herbo. Like I don't even know if G Herbo's a gangster, but like whatever. Uh, nah, G Herbo like that. Don't do that. Is he? Hell yeah, Herb I know. Like that. I know he is. Yeah, don't do that. Come on, <laughs> you might have to cut that. Yeah, out. facts, bro. Yo, nah, we definitely cutting that, Bailey. <laughs> Bailey, come I'm on. I'm not trying you to say, get I don't clipped. know if you like that. I'm like I'm Bailey. I'm not trying to get clipped. He's been silent for a while. He's been silent, but like okay. he, he he he's he's got he, engaged. He has children. He's, he's behind he, he the grew scenes. up. Okay, good for him. Yeah. Props to G Herbo. G Herbo, shout out to, shout Herbert. Out to him. Herbert Randall, right the third. <laughs> <laughs> That's his government. I know. <laughs> Shout out to him. Um, but what I was saying was, mm-hmm. it's it was definitely an integral or important time mm-hmm. or important part of Chicago. Like, yeah, coloring books specifically mm-hmm. came at a time where gangster rap was at its peak, mm-hmm. and then you had something new. Um, yeah. And like a new sound and something that was like more uplifting than just talking about, yeah. you know, who you about to shoot tomorrow. Sex, drugs, and guns, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think that's another reason why it was so popular. Like, people were, like, craving yeah. to hear... Something positive. Some, something positive. And I remember when he performed at Lollapalooza in the summer, like, it was... That shit was spiritual. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. people... Like, you could really feel the energy. And mm-hmm. I think that is another reason why that album... 
like took off in Chicago and took off specifically because people needed to hear some positivity. And that's why I like Chance, you know, like you can have some positive rap. That's cool. I Mm -hmm. usually listen to like Dunna or Mm -hmm. like... (laughs) like YFN, Lucci or whoever. Like, I don't know, like a bunch of random people. But, um, yeah, people just need to hear something positive, I think. Yeah, and that's what the beautiful thing about Chance. So like I said, I never necessarily listened to his music like that. The only album I ever listened to was Acid Rap. Mm -hmm. And Acid Rap's great. And Coloring Book is great, I believe, too. But like I said, the only song I ever heard was No Problems. But Chance just never really was necessarily my cup of tea, but he's phenomenal. Yeah. You know, um, like, for example, I mean, the to me probably the most complete rapper I don't know if I call him the greatest I mean he definitely is in that category but the most complete rapper to me isn't a gangster rapper I think it's Kendrick interesting yeah I think if you pretty much had to create a rapper I think you he's like one of the molds him Wayne um Biggie Pac to a certain extent Drake to a certain extent like Eminem mm. to a certain extent. There's a lot of people who I feel like if you had to build like the perfect rapper, they pretty much touch on about I feel like eighty percent of what you should have. And I put Kendrick in that t- in that category. Well, yeah, I think um, Kendrick's an incredible artist. Period. Yeah. Like one of the best for sure. And he do shit that I just like. Kendrick, like, I don't want to touch too much on him, but like, it's just things that he do. Like I always say this when we talk about greatness: is there something that you can do that other people just simply can't? Mm-hmm. Drake when it comes to mixing and combining the genres and pretty much being able to make a hit song out of almost any genre that he puts his mind to mm-hmm. um you know uh who else I mean Nas's lyrical ability I mean Nas yeah. has a song called Rewind where he tells a story backwards yeah that's insane you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. um you know uh who else um Lord Infamous <laughs> with his triplet flow um even though that could be replicated but like he's like the real architect of the sound but like can you do or like Eminem like you could throw him a word and he'll rhyme it like on the spot Mm -hmm. so like it's like can you do things that other people just can't do and like for me Kendrick I think Kendrick can damn near do any style oh for sure yeah like what's the name of that song where he go if I had to slap the shit I'd make it look sexy What's the name of that song? That was on the Black Panther Element? album, right? No. No, it was on Damn. It was, I think it was called Element. Yeah, Element. Partially through that. So, such a good album. Great album. Probably his and best work. And that came out in 2016 too, right? 17, 2017. Yeah. Oh mm. my God. But when you listen to that song by Element, you know, I always say one of the most, one of the craziest stylistic innovators in hip hop is Juvenile from uh, Cash Money. Mm-hmm. And um, Kendrick borrows his flow. Niggas thought they weren't going to see me, huh? Niggas thought they weren't going to see Kendrick on the TV, huh? And I'm like, wait. Did he just use Juvenile's flow? I was like, because Juvenile even said, like, for people asked Juvenile about his flow, and he was like, yo, I literally used to drink and just go in there and just rap. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. Kendrick just used this motherfucker's flow on a song that's completely different from Juvenile mm-hmm. and what Juvenile, you know, does generally with his with, with his take on right. his own flow. And I was like, and it worked. Yeah. And when I heard that, I'm like, wait a minute. He So anyways, I said all that to say this because I want to get back to Chicago. Um... That's why I personally put Kendrick in that category. I feel like in almost every single quality that a rapper must have, Kendrick's not lacking in any of them. Yeah, and I think he exceeds those expectations too. Like, Mm -hmm. he literally, the Black Panther album is probably one of the best albums I've ever listened to front to back, like, period. Yeah, I'd agree. So I think he curated that. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, that is exponential talent than just being, like, the epitome of a rapper. Like, he is. An incredible artist. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm, I mean, he definitely had influence in Chicago. Like, mm. damn, 
was such a good album. But yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Damn, I think it's probably my favorite from him. Yeah. But Bailey, um, I don't want to touch on a couple more questions because I know I think we got like about a half hour, thirty five minutes. Okay. Yeah. I'm asking. Okay. Um. So I definitely want to touch on fashion, but um, one quick question: Which cities go? Har- which city goes harder for their artists? Chicago or Atlanta? <laughs> That's hard. No. That's hard. Got to pick one. Because y'all rep in Chicago, but Atlanta, they come through with theirs, too. Mm. Ooh. But you lived in both. Damn. That's hard. Okay. My answer is Atlanta, only because okay. in Chicago, mm-hmm. like, we talked about this on about Chance, like, people just, like, cut them off quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, people will die, like, ride or die for people in Atlanta, you know? Which I respect. I respect. Like, even Outkast and Andre 3000, like, they're a little bit older, but people are still heavy, heavy on Outkast. Outcast heavy yeah. on Outkast. Mm-hmm. So. I listen to an Outkast album probably once a month. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love Outkast. Um, my favorite song is Spodiody to Delicious. Have you heard of it? What? It's so good. Girl, it's like six being minutes in a, long. I remember it's being so in a car with my... Uh, who else want to fuck with Hollywood Court? Come yeah. on, man. Don't try me. Okay, I remember, my being dad. A, I remember being in a car with my daddy. Sorry. Late, yeah, late night. Um, and he put that shit on. Let me put you on some playing music, son. I remember <laughs> my dad. Shout out to my pops. I miss you, dad. But uh, I'm going to see you next month. But anyways, um, but yeah, um, Liberation is one of my favorite by them. Um, but even like yeah. now with Gunna and like the whole trial that's going on, I feel like people are mm-hmm. passionate about it, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, you know, I think the city, I think the city of Atlanta is still putting off a thug in a major way from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. As Of course, I'm not there, but so you would definitely say Atlanta. You would say yeah, Atlanta. Would say Atlanta. Okay. Next up too. Between Ye, Chief Keef, and G Herbo, Chicago has an argument for the most influential city in hip hop. Um, hip hop fashion the most over the last decade. This is probably a question. I just want to make sure that I touched on this. Um, what is Chicago's formula for their influence? So as we already spoke on, yay is yay. Deal with Adidas that made him a billionaire, and then you know things. You know the situation where his comments happened, and then you know he lost his billionaire status. But what he was able to do with Adidas, what yay was able to do with Nike. Um, you know, Ye is to me probably when it comes maybe the biggest influence ever when it comes to hip hop fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, G Herbal with the G Fazos. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's exactly. become a thing everywhere, and we already spoke about Chief Keith's influence. So I'll just ask the second part of the question again: um, What is Chicago's formula for their influence when it comes to fashion? Their formula? Yeah, when you look at the last decade, like I said, between Chief Montclair and True Religion, G Herbal with the G Fazos, and Yay with Adidas, 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 and Nike, and Louis Vuitton, because yeah. he has like the Louis Vuitton Jaspers, like. Yeah, what is Chicago's formula when it comes to the influence when it com- well, um, of fashion? Like, may- I don't know if there's really another city um, in hip-hop that can necessarily claim over the last 10 years the influence that Chicago has in the fashion world. I mean, I think it just stems from, I guess, using the music and rapper example. It stems from, like, rappers mm-hmm. just wearing whatever the fuck they want mm-hmm. and making sick music. And I think that their music becoming more popular is really how people see their style mm-hmm. and are influenced by their style. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, why it takes off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's like a specific formula, you know, I, I don't think it with chief Keith, at least I don't think it was intentional. Like this man was 
in the streets at 16 making music, you yeah. know? And when he got a little bit of money, okay, he put on this Montclair jacket because he thought it was sick. Mm-hmm. And then other people thought it was sick. And then, you know, that snowball effect and became a worldwide situation. So I don't know if there's a specific formula, but I think that even though Chicago isn't a fashion capital, like, there's some sick fits coming out of Chicago. I would disagree. I mean... Hip-hop fashion? It's alone. I'm not going to talk okay. about overall fashion because I'm not as well-versed in my yeah, design yeah, yeah. fashion. Hip-hop fashion, I would say it's definitely a fashion capital. Okay. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Monty, do you agree? Between, like I said, I mean, obviously Chicago, G, G Herbo wasn't the first one wearing all white ones, but... But now yeah, everyone's like, wearing all white ones. And they call them phasos. <laughs> like, yeah, like, for example, me, I work, I work at the mall. Right. People come in and they... Like, it's Fazos. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody says, hey, do y'all have Air Forces? I'd be like, you need the Fazos? Yeah. Like, it's just natural. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, and then, like I said, the Montclair and everything else, but um, I, I think it's just Chicago just being true and authentic to themselves, but I would yeah. definitely say that Chicago is a is a hip-hop, um, a hip-hop... Fashion capital, Fashion capital. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to give him that credit. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, like I said, the deal, Ye was able to do with Adidas? Yeah, that's Alone, sick. and yeah. But, and then he had his own line, yeah. like Yeezy. And now they can't... Those Yeezys were crazy. Like, when yeah. they came out in mm-hmm. 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. everyone was trying to get their hands on, like, the Yeezy boosts. I personally like Adidas Yeezy more, and I like the Nike Yeezy, if I'm being honest. That's mm-hmm. just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do too. I like mm-hmm. the Adidas ones. They were, like... Creative. Yeah. Super creative, super out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why I rock with Ye. Um, We're heading on fashion. You, to me, are one of the most creative and stylish people I've ever seen. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I mean that from a fashion standpoint, from a creative standpoint. Um, definitely plug your magazine in a little bit. But um, <laughs> yeah, you're one of the um you're one of the most stylishly creative um fashion people ever. I mean, people can look at you right now. Um, and you know, they can tell, like, yeah, you got this. Like you got this down to a science. Thanks. Um if you could, can you just talk a little bit about like how you got your start in fashion? I know you said your mother was hugely influential. Mm-hmm. Like, could you just touch on that? Yeah. So my mom, she is like worked retail pretty much her whole life, visual merchandising. Okay. So I grew up with her working at Sean John. Mm-hmm. Um, she also worked with um, some other retailers that I can't really remember on the spot. But Sean John was like her main vibe mm-hmm. before, you know, they kind of went under and then she worked for Burberry for a while so I had a lot of influence from Sean John like more streetwear vibes and then also um Burberry more luxury fashion I guess you mm-hmm. know so that's how I kind of got into it and um just like seeing my mom style herself and even style me like I was the most stylish little kid yeah. <laughs> like she would always have me dressed up dressed down like I would match her sometimes have the cutest birthday outfits so mm-hmm. um shout out to your mother yeah mm-hmm. shout out to her shout out to my family Do you look and like your grandma. mother um, Sorry, I, look, I know it's a random question. I look more like my dad, actually, okay. which is I can try and find a photo, but <laughs> it's actually the the resemblance is crazy. Yeah, I look just like my dad too. Really? Yeah. But then yeah. when I go bald, I'm really finna look like him. Okay, this is my whole family. Um, I don't know why it's doing this. Um, yeah, that's my whole family, and my dad. Is this your father? Yeah. The ball head? Yeah. Don't take this the wrong way. I mean, it's I look it. just like him. Not even that. Don't take this the wrong way. I mean, it's with all due respect, but you know what they say, and she's a product of this too. If she pretty, her dad ball headed. <laughs> 
I've never heard that before. She pretty. Her dad is genuine, generally bald. That man has been bald for a minute. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like I said, I meant that with respect. Um, so she was definitely a big influence for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I also studied in Florence my freshman year, and that's when I like really stepped into my passion for fashion. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's true because in Italy, you're surrounded by people who... Take fashion very seriously. seriously. Very. They will look at you crazy if you got on sweats. Period. Mm-hmm. Like point I, blank. Period. It's a lady. Sorry to cut you off. It's a lady here in Newhouse. Um, um, her name, uh, Miss Vasilev, is what I call her, and um, she's from I think like Georgia or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Not let me not say where she's from, but she's from over there in Europe. Mm-hmm. And she even told me, I was like, Miss Vasilev, you always so put together. And then you know she goes, um, I'm not gonna do her accent, but she goes, yeah. She was like, um, they look at you crazy if you, you know, what I'm saying, got on sweats. Right. Yeah, yeah, especially mm-hmm. in Italy, like people look at you like they stole their dog or something if you wear sweats, like for real. Um, you can stand me because I love being comfortable. Please continue. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I had a host mom. There there and she had her own jewelry shop situation so Mm -hmm. she would always you know take me with her when she was going shopping I'd meet her friends in fashion um I was surrounded by fashion luxury fashions like in the heart of the renaissance too so you said this was in Florence yeah this is in Florence so I was just really inspired I guess by that and I was like let me step up my game yeah (laughs) like I know I'm only 18 but Mm -hmm. it was really I was given the chance to really just step into my individuality when it came to fashion. And that's why I love it so much today because mm-hmm. I like expressing myself through the clothes that I wear, I think. Got you. Nah, you definitely do that. Yeah. I give it to you. You put stuff on that, I think, to the average person, you'd be like, this doesn't work, and you make it work. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because can I tell you something? And like I said, I, um, I don't say this to make you feel uncomfortable or nothing, so please let me know if I'm going too far. But um, when it comes to, like, you... I feel like like some people are born and made to do things. Mm-hmm. And just from you, based off of who you are, the way you look, the way you dress, your, upcom- your story, how you came up with just within fashion and just everything up until this point, I really feel like you made for this. Like, I feel like this is like really your calling. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, because how tall are you? 5'10". Yeah, so you're tall for I'm a I'm wearing moment. heels though today. Yeah. I need to clean these boots, but these make me like, like six tall. foot, like six yeah. one. So you're five ten. So you're you're taller than the average woman. Mm-hmm. So like, and models are like five ten, right? Mm-hmm. Five eleven or something like that. Like five nine, five ten, yeah. Yeah. So you got model height, mm-hmm. and then um, just with your knowledge and everything like that, like everything about you just gives like fashion, like thank eh, you. You know what I'm saying? So, um, do you feel that way, or do you feel like a lot more development went into this than what people give you credit for? Because I feel like you just naturally got it. Um, I do feel like I. Like you said, I'm, like, made for this. Yeah. Um, but I do think that I have put a lot of time and, like, effort into mm. um, getting to this point. And um, not just, not academically at all, really. <laughs> like, I'm majoring in international relations. It's nothing to do with anything with fashion. But because, I, dis- I disagree. Well, okay, it has correlations, but... From the corporate business side, probably. from from like the academic side, the things that I'm studying, like international political economy, like mm-hmm. capitalism and Europe, like doesn't really correlate. It, not directly. There okay. are definitely correlations, but my point is, mm-hmm. I, so I feel like I have had to put a lot of work into it because it's not. I'm not studying fashion design. I'm not studying like fashion communications now. So all of my time and effort outside of those classes has been spent on like 
my passion. So, you know, I'm in the fashion design society. I'm the creative director for them. I'm starting my own magazine. It's called Zeal, Z-E-A-L. It's a Web3 magazine focused on fashion, art, and culture. There you go. Hit me up on Instagram at Zion Zeal. But my point is, I put so much effort into it, and my mom kind of, bless her heart, but she kind of got screwed over by the fashion industry, and she never really wanted me to go through that same struggle that she went through. So... There's kind of been pushback on her end and my family's end mm-hmm. to pursue fashion, which I understand. I respect their opinion, but that's what I want to do. So putting effort towards that pushback, putting effort outside of my academics and just putting effort in my everyday life mm-hmm. has definitely been something I've been doing for a while. Yeah. So, man, I got to tell you something. I really salute you for that because um, my dad. As much as I respect my father, I know he supports me. Mm-hmm. He didn't want me working in the music industry. And I can't be mad at him because anytime you cut on something, bro, all these rappers are getting killed. Yeah. And then, you know, even my mom is, she worries about every damn thing. <laughs> but even my mom is a worrier about it too. Yeah. So the fact, but you know, I had to tell him, like, yo, this is what I really want to do. And you're doing it. You're killing it. Thank you, baby. Yeah. I appreciate it. So I salute you because I feel that same sentiment of like, man, nobody wants you to go into it. This is that and the third. But I really salute you for, you know, handling your business and really being um being so secure within yourself. Like, hey, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And like I said, y'all, make sure y'all go get her magazine. Um, you go know, get it. It's coming out April 29th. April 29th. Make sure <laughs> that y'all mark that date in y'all calendars. But yeah, so I'm extremely excited to see. Yeah. Um, I've seen some sneak peeks. I can't give anything away. But um, <laughs> extremely creative. Extremely creative and um, just a whole nother different vibe. Nothing like you've ever seen from a fashion magazine. Ooh, I made that rhyme. But anyways, um, but yeah, make sure y'all go get it. Zeal. Um, you said April 29th? Yep. But, um, so you said a lot of work is winning this, but naturally um, you've just done it. Um, I wanted to ask you, how has hip hop helped influence um, your fa- your sense of fashion? Because I know you said you grew up, your mom's was Sean John, but then she went to Burberry and other different fashion houses. And then, you know, in Italy, I take it that they're a lot more designer. Mm-hmm. So how has hip hop really played a part? Yeah, I will say hip hop has definitely played a part when it mm-hmm. came to like my love for streetwear. I mean, I don't have too many streetwear pieces because mm-hmm. like that shit is so expensive. But yeah. like dupes. I got a few. <laughs> okay. Um, and just in general, like, yeah, just in general, I'd say. Um, like, who, I'm sorry, let me ask you a little bit more specific Yeah, question. I'm like, trying to think. Who in hip-hop, or like, what era in hip-hop, or who in hip-hop really, like, inspired you? Like, when were you like, hmm, like, I'm inspired? Like, I'll give you some of mine real quick. Okay. So, like, um, a lot of my early fashion influences, um, anybody who wore jerseys a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, Cameron, Nelly, um, Lil Flip, um, Ludacris, I feel like I'm missing people, Fabulous, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I'm missing a couple people, but those is pretty much like the main guys, like, you know, cause I like sports and I love seeing them in jerseys and I'm like, damn, like this shit is kind of fire. Mm-hmm. And then it made me go crazy when I was like 20, 21. Um, and I ended up buying, I think I got like 30 of them Johns now, but that's a topic for another day. Anyways. Um, so like those are some of my early influences and then, um, you know, I looked at guys like Max B, um, all of Dipset, um, just with how crazy and how loud and how bodacious their colors were. Um, I mean, Chief definitely, you know, is when I kind of started getting to the age where I wanted to dress myself. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was really like somebody I was looking to a fashion? Yay. Can't, you know, discredit him at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, those are some yeah, of mine. Yeah. Cause, you know, this is, yeah. So I can yeah. Who, who were few, some of yours? Yeah. Yeah. I can give a few examples. Mm-hmm. I will say I did go through a true religion phase. Okay. <laughs> um, Me too. 
Uh, so Chief Keef is definitely one of them. I will say this might be weird, but like Uzi for some reason, I just really I like the way that he wears whatever the fuck he, he wants. Yeah. And I, not on a literal standpoint, mm-hmm. um, but like figuratively, I think that's definitely been influential to me because he's not like any other traditional kind of whatever rapper. Like he no. has his own he, his own sound and his own style. I mean, Uzi. Sorry to cut you off. If I'm not mistaken, I think he, if he's not the first, he's like one of the, if he's not the first, he's probably like ever, he's probably the first mainstream, like very popular artist to go by they. Yeah. Uzi's not a him. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. go crazy. With the fits. With the fits. Yeah. And like, they're just so individualistic about it. And I take that as inspiration for myself. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. why should I, you know, try to dress like a rapper why should i try to dress like i'm going to call it like yeah you know like let me just dress like bailey let me just dress like uzi that's been my vibe mm-hmm. um another person mm-hmm. like city girls for some reason yeah, like that girl that. jt mm-hmm. i and it's funny because jt is dating uzi mm-hmm. <laughs> so like they're just, just such a cool power couple mm-hmm. so yeah I, I take a lot of inspiration from her as well okay um and just seeing female rappers in general mm-hmm. like new age female rappers and like Nicki minaj and cardi mm-hmm. even i don't know if doja's a rapper but like she can rap doja a cat bit. is a rapper yeah she she's, she's a rapper a, like yeah. she she can throw some bars like yeah seeing them step into their like femininity and not being afraid to be provocative mm-hmm. i fucking love that love and i think a lot of women especially me needed to see that mm-hmm. and i love it so that's why i take inspiration from that take inspiration from mm-hmm. you okay yeah um funny you mentioned uzi because um when it comes to what's going on in hip-hop now with a lot more of these male artists or um male presenting Mm-hmm. Um, being that's the, is that the proper terminology male presenting yeah or just like, non- non-binary non-binary okay yeah. thank you so I try to be as respectful as I can to everybody mm-hmm. but um, what is it so a lot of like um, rather males or non-binaries or um, one thing I'm noticing too like or excuse me somebody I give the credit to let me organize my thoughts somebody I give the credit to a lot when it comes to you know, kind of stepping outside outside the general boundaries within hip hop fashion and just the gender the gender norms. It's Thug, Young Thug. Okay. Because um. Oh, fags, fags. Yeah. And so many people were mad at him for wearing that dress. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all need to calm down. Yes. Because he looks great. Yeah. <laughs> respectfully, mind your business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, mm-hmm. weirdly, I was talking to my my dad and my grandpa about, it, and they're like, "Why is he wearing a dress?" I'm like, "Y'all, that's why y'all are boomers." Like, oh god, y'all, yeah. y'all need to sit down. Like, yeah. And there's certain things I wouldn't wear, and I have my own personal opinions about sometimes like men in Hollywood, and you know, sometimes I think they try to force certain looks on upon black men a lot. But at the end of the day, you know, mind your business. Yeah, and I think it's an important conversation to have, too, about, Mm -hmm. like, masculinity Mm -hmm. in regards to, like, black spaces, like, black men specifically. Mm -hmm. Like, how, I guess, intrusive that could have been, um, Mm -hmm. his dress and everything, to, like, the black masculine image, I Mm -hmm. guess, but... Everyone's different, you know? And, you know, and I think the thing with Thug is that Thug was authentic, like, you know, um... I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna say what I was gonna say. But, um, you know... Yeah, like, yeah. just going off of that, like, mm-hmm. one thing I loved about that so much and one thing I love about Uzi is, like, mm-hmm. they're disruptive. Yeah. Like, they're disrupting the inter- the 
the industry with mm -hmm. their music and with their fashion sense. Like even Chief Keep did that with the True Religion. Like yeah. <laughs> it was more gradual, mm -hmm. but like that dress was in your face, you know. Definitely, and, and I respect that. And just real quick to speak on Thug, just because I don't want what I was getting ready to say to get taken out of context. Just because Thug is fighting a case right now, I don't necessarily want to speak too much on you know um, whatever's going on in that case. But oh, yeah. the thing that always I think that I think kind of opened people's eyes up was like you know Thug is who he is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you know Thug. I just say this, Thug ain't soft. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what I'm saying, for him to put a dress on and, you know, for him to still be respected by a lot of the gangsters within rap music and everything like that, like, I feel like Thug really kicked the doors down and he took the ass whooping for a lot of these artists yeah. to be able to do a lot of the things that they do. Right. From Cuddy getting on Saturday Night Live on, in, in a dress, Uzi walking around with, like, the the the, the satchel um, or whatever it was, a purse, a bag, I don't know, whatever it was, gonna have in, like, that blue bag that he had that caused headlines. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Thug really took the ass whooping and crawled so the and, and walked it so these other guys could take it and run with it mm -hmm. or uh, excuse me other people could take it and run with it yeah of course. so you know i give a lot of credit um to young thug as far as in that sense and in, in that case um has he inspired you at all um honestly i won't say no but i won't say yes like i don't think i was Mm -hmm. like you like never like wow day this man one really young inspires thug. me yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I mean I love his music yeah fine. um and I respect him as an artist mm -hmm. I just don't I haven't been like a day one a day one fan yeah yeah, yeah. no I understand mm -hmm. um couple of other things I want to touch on too because I want to speak on high fashion mm -hmm. um could you go into a little bit more detail about like your experiences overseas with high fashion because you know I don't think people in America really understand how high fashion is looked at over in oh like overseas yeah. so like um when you first got there and i don't know if you like i said i know you were born to do this so i take it that you probably went over there with you know a, a natural like a, a a knowledge of what was going on as far as you know like the norms and the customs but like when you got over there like how much different really was it even from somebody of your stature within fashion like was it like wow like because i know you, you had to step your game up but was it like okay i gotta step my game up or was it like wow this shit yeah. is really different so the one thing that I mainly noticed was that was completely different from mm -hmm. like the U.S. to Italy specifically is people in Italy know how to style themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about this like earlier, like a few weeks ago, but like I think there's a difference between someone who can dress well and someone who like has style or is stylish. Mm -hmm. I think there's a little bit more effort that goes into or maybe it's more like a natural situation, like Definitely a natural. cultural or like a natural thing that goes into being stylish. I would say natural and cultural. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is just because like me, you know, I pretty much grew up at upstate and no disrespect, not to say that people from upstate not fly, but you know, when I got around people like, like she's my stylist, mm -hmm. like anything you ever see me when I sit in front of these cameras, um, she is the, yeah. And I love yeah. those pants by the way. Appreciate you. Guess who, guess who told me to buy them? She's from Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So fashion in New York is fashion in New York. You know what I'm saying? Like that goes without saying. It's huge there. You know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a certain way you have to look. People from LA, mm -hmm. certain way you have to look. Not have to look, but it's just embedded within the culture. Mm -hmm. So like anytime I sit in front of these cameras, Monty is, uh, she picks out all this. Yeah. Yeah. Like when, and thank you for the compliment on the pants. I'm going to say thank you. Um, yeah. Appreciate you. She was, she's the one who told me to buy them. Like I literally took her to the mall. Only thing I did was had a credit card. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, hey. Point it out. If I need to try it on, I'll try it on. You know, I'm trying to step outside, you know, the box a little bit, but I need your help. So um, anyways, I said all that to say this. I definitely feel like it's a geographic thing. And like I said, I definitely feel like it's a cultural thing. But please mm -hmm. continue. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, and mm-hmm. I also noticed in in Florence that like also like your style like head toe. It's cohesive. It's good. You're killing it. Bailey, I don't know if you know how much that means coming from you. Because I look at you and like ASAP Rocky has it in a song. Um, Fuck fly. I am fashion. And I look at you and that's what I think of. Thank you. So for you to say that I appreciate it, but all the credit in the world. All the credit in the world goes to Imani on this one. So thank you. Um, But please continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I guess to just quickly Mm -hmm. wrap up this one. Um, I was just saying, like, people in Italy and Mm -hmm. in London know how to style themselves. And I feel like their version of designer is wearing clothes that don't scream, I'm wearing Gucci. Mm -hmm. Whereas in America, it's more of, like, about displaying that wealth. So you see a lot more attention to prints and, like, monogram uh, prints and stuff, like Gucci's monogram, Mm -hmm. um, like, Burberry even implemented a monogram Mm -hmm. recently with their last creative director, LV, all that stuff. And that's cool, but I think that it's less of... Monograms, like, all the logos all over? Yeah, yeah. There's less of that kind of, like, emphasis on... Mm -hmm on just the name it's more about like the actual outfit and like the actual clothing yeah and like quality of clothing too is a huge i mean quality of clothing is a huge thing period Mm -hmm. but like i don't know maybe in london they're just really uppity about it Mm -hmm. you know um one last question because i want definitely want to get this segment underway um so hip-hop has now being accepted into hip-hop music i mean into a lot of high fashion Mm -hmm. so for example gucci man when he came out Gucci said, we appreciate if you didn't use our name. Now, a couple years ago, Gucci Man was on the cover of um, their spring issue with his own shoe or like a collaboration with his own shoe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Gucci Man is Gucci Man. I mean, this is a guy who's been in prison before and, you know, he's had some controversial things happen. I mean, you know, Gucci now is married with children and a huge influence, one of my biggest influences. But anyways, so we see Gucci teaming up with um, Gucci. We see Donatella Versace played when Versace Versace came out Migos like first like big hit you know Donatella not only featured in the video but played it Mm -hmm. at um played it at um like the 2013 like the Versace like spring like showcase Mm -hmm. um you know we're seeing a lot more I mean Louis Vuitton messing with Pop Smoke obviously you know rest in peace to Virgil he made that play Mm -hmm. but you know um we're starting to see hip hop being accepted into you know um into high fashion a lot more now and before it was taboo right because you know rappers were who they were for whatever reason and you know it's probably with some racism within there and you know some of the the things that rappers talk about were controversial mm-hmm. but um now we've even seen pharrell be the creative director i'm so excited i'm excited too i'm so excited about that and with that we have seen designer labels collaborate with the hip-hop community more over the last decade as i said migos with versace gucci man with gucci etc what do you feel like has led to this acceptance of high fashion within hip-hop I think it's been, I mean, the fashion space becoming more diverse and mm-hmm. having people who are not white in leadership spaces, mm-hmm. like, making those decisions and allowing that to happen. I think that's definitely been part of it, um, even though the fashion industry has a long way to go regarding mm-hmm. diversity. But I think that's played a part. And I think that also, also just, like, them being pop, um, like, popular, like, celebrities, like, people... Um, like pop culture influencers, or I, I forgot what the term I was talking about, but I think that people in the fashion industry recognize like Migos's influence mm-hmm. at that time, like 
Donatella Versace was like, oh shit, like, mm-hmm. they literally made an entire song about my brand, like, mm-hmm. let's incorporate that, like, let's tap into that audience. Because, I mean, it's a, really a win-win for a brand when an, a rapper speaks about their brand in a, in a good light and it blows up, like... Mm-hmm. There's so many opportunities marketing-wise you can do with that, right? And it's tapping into a completely new fan base, a completely new um, consumer. And I think that's really, that's really been it. Yeah. And I also give ASAP Rocky a whole lot of credit when it comes to um, bringing high fashion to hip hop as well. Oh, for because sure. I feel like he was actually able to like, you know, really have conversations with a lot of like these brands and these houses. And I feel like he was like one of the more first artists to really start getting accepted by them too. not even getting accepted. But I don't want to say that, but having a partnership. Yeah, it's yeah. also important to recognize, like, the artists back in the day, um, back in the day, mm-hmm. like, Diddy, like, starting his own brand is yeah, sick. Definitely. And you they know? see how well it's sold. Yeah. So it's like, you know what, if they're selling their own brand really well, they could probably sell ours, too. Yeah. Wow. What's going on, everybody? So, as I said before, and as you guys know, fashion is a huge focal point of I Got More To Say. And today on I Got More To Say, we got another edition of Put On or Put The Fuck Out. Essentially, I'm going to show our lovely guest, Miss Bailey Davis, a photo um, of rappers um, in either a good outfit or a bad outfit. Um, And Bailey is to say rather they put the outfit on, meaning they executed it properly, or if they need to be put the fuck out, meaning they have had better days within the fashion world. So, Bailey, are you ready? I am, yeah. Got you. So, Bailey, this is very Atlanta-based um, just because of the simple fact that, you know, um, I've kind of touched on Chicago a little bit. I really want to touch on Atlanta, especially with you growing up there, being from there, rather. Mm-hmm. So, first off, we got Quavo at Amigos. Sorry, these photos came out a little weird. How do we feel about Quavo's fit? Did he put on or do he need to be put the fuck out? He needs out? to be put the fuck out. I'm sorry. This is so bad. <laughs> okay, tell us why. Like, I don't know if you guys can see, but the whole happy, smiley face, acid situation, like, is so 2013. Like, baby, what are you doing? I mean, the chains are there, but, like, you can be naked with chains and look good. So, no. And then the purple ones, just, like, not... It's not working for me. It's not working for me. Put out? Put out. Oh, man. Take that away from me. (laughs) And get that out of my face. (laughs) I bet. Next up, we have the lovely Omaretta. Aww. How do we feel about her outfit? <laughs> does she does she put on or does she need to be put out? I hate this fucking print so much. <laughs> but she looks cute. Like, she's doing her thing. She's making it work. So I think put on. For put sure. on for Omaretta? And I like the, the cohesiveness, too. And I like just this. It's It's hot. It's hot. She, okay. she can put the fuck on. Put on? Yeah. I bet. Amaretta, shout out to you, Amaretta. Bailey Davis says that you put on. <laughs> Next up, we got a little baby. How we feeling? Ooh. Maybe it's like the Rolls Royce in the back, but I was just like, I'm feeling it. I don't know. Um, the camera getting this right. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say put, put on. Like, this is sick. It's simple. It's all white. It's mm-hmm. cl- classy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like clean. Neo, yeah, clean, mm-hmm. clean for sure. I would say put the fuck on. So put the fuck on for baby? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to baby. Because people be getting at him in his comments. No, I know. Next up, <laughs> we got the lovely. Actually, I'm going to hold it up like this. Um, we got the lovely Lotto. How we feeling? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah for Lotto? Hell yeah. Okay, hold on. That's a lot Easy. of. Okay, tell us why. 
Because who the fuck else is doing it with a pink wig, a pink fur coat, and a pink dress and pink heels? Nikki probably, but we'll give Lotto her credit. <laughs> True. No, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, no, you're I'm so right. I'm not an instigator. I gotta give. I mean, her first album's called The Pink Print. I no can't. facts. No. Yeah, you, I, we can't just discredit. No, it. you're right. You're yes, right, but yeah, Nikki. Oh no, Lotto is who she is, and she does look great. I mean, I think she yeah. looks great. She's eating. She's eating. She's eating. Okay, so the all pink Lotto. She put. I love it. She put on Lotto. You put on. Shout out to Lotto. Next up, you already knew that was coming. Okay. Thugger on the cover of Jeffrey. Absolutely. 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 It's. Mm. Honestly, a timeless photo. I think it's beautiful. Because technically, it's not it's a artistic. dress. Right? That's a quilt. I think that's how it was described. Or, yeah, a quilt or a kimono. It's not a kimono, I don't okay. think. Because Thug described it as a quilt. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, it must be some kind of, like... Mm-hmm. I think it's sick. I don't know. Because I think an I Italian love- designer designed that. I think his name is Alessandro Trincone. I don't oh, know how to okay, say it. okay. So I, I think an Italian that. designer designed that. Okay, okay. Sick. Yeah. I love it. I think it's gorgeous. It's so editorial. Got you. So Thug put on? Put on for sure. Got you. Shout out to Thug. Free Thug, by the way. We miss you, homie. Definitely miss you. 21 Savage. How do we feel about 21's fit? This is disgusting. <laughs> Damn. This is so bad. <laughs> Can you please tell us why? Like, like, I'm sorry, just your your face and the way you said that, you said that with so much disgust. <laughs> like, like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm about to use this as like an audio clip and use this in future shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, I can't believe you said that shit. Like, he just looks like he is either like begging for change or something or looks like the grimy guy who's like, Staring at you across the bar. (laughs) Like wanting like like sweating, like sweating at at the the sight of you, like across the room. Uh Uh-huh. It's just giving sweaty man energy. I don't know. I don't like it. (laughs) So put out? Yeah. Disgusting. Sorry. Okay. Next. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Next up. We got Gunna. Like, I see what he's trying to do because whatever company this was, it was super Show popular for. Quick, I'm sorry. It was super popular. Like, this print was popular for a minute. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was Gunna. But he looks a damn fool. I won't even lie to you. He looks a damn fool. Like, with the Thames, with the Thames. <laughs> Like, we get it, bro. You got it. <laughs> you know, literally, we get it. But he, it's not working for him at all. So. Put the fuck out? Put the fuck out. Okay. Next up, Future in the Louis V jacket. Please show the camera if you don't mind. Oh, this is sick. I think this is his vibe. I'm not mad at it. Simple, classy. He looks like. Yeah, he's cute. He looks cute. Rock with Future? I rock with Future. Is that your type of man right there? Oh, absolutely not. That man's a dog. No, I was talking about like the way he looked. Oh, with the Letterman? No, it's just giving like Mm. All-American. I don't know. I think there's always a a vibe. So Future, he put on. Yeah, and I think that hat was controversial too because it... Look like Make America Great Again? Yeah, yeah. But it said something else. Anyways. Got you. It's show. So Future put on. Yeah. All right, next up because some artists I feel like deserve to... How about we feel about Hat Future? This was an era. Because that oh, future shit. right there made better music than damn near anybody. It's giving Neo. 
Like, he looks like he's about to do a little... You know how Neo dances? Yeah, that's the vibe. I hate the army jacket. But Loki, he's kind of slick with the... I don't know, with the sunglasses and the mustache. like, And his skin is, like, flawless. Put on or put out. I think we should put him out, though. Damn, I thought she was going to say put on. <laughs> no, I think we should put him out, though. She spoke so positively about that, man. <laughs> no, because, like, as a concept, I get it, but the execution's not there. Damn. Pluto, we love you, bro, but you got to be put out. Next up, I wanted my dog Savage to redeem himself. How do we feel about Savage with the match of Ray Lambert? This is worse. <laughs> this is worse. Objectively, this is worse. <laughs> Objective. Objectively, this is worse. Like, I gonna stop dogging Savage like that, bro. That's no, for me, it's like the Paisley print, like, tie situation, and then the fucking check pants. It makes no sense. And the glasses? I hate it. <laughs> I would be scared to see this man in person, like, terrified. I would... <laughs> I would walk across the street if I saw him. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. So is it put on or put out, Bailey? It's put out. Or put the fuck out? Put the fuck out. Oh, for sure. man. Bonnie? Hell no? Absolutely not. Damn. Next up, and probably going to wrap it at, at here, but next up, we got the legendary Gucci man, Gucci down. I believe that was at the Jeezy versus. How do we Ooh. feel about Gucci. This man is clearly Gucci down at the socks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on brand. Yeah. Honestly, I don't hate this. Okay. The picture's a little bit blurry, but yeah. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I think it might be some kind of like fur texture, which love, obsessed with. Okay. He's dripped out on the wrist. He's icy. The shoes match. The pants aren't too loud like that last fucking photo. I think it's it's classy. It's Okay. It's classic. So Gucci put it on. He put it on. Man, shout out to Gucci. He put it on. Definitely. Shout, shout out. out to Gucci. Shout out to Gucci, man. Hey, if y'all haven't, go hear that new 06 Gucci. That's one of my favorite songs right now. But listen. Oh, wait, hold on. We're going to cut this real quick. So Bailey, um, just wanted to tell you, um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, super intelligent. Um, extremely, I mean, as I said before, I mean, the, the fly goddess, you know what I'm saying? They Thank call Westside Gun the fly guy. <laughs> fly goddess. I don't think nobody got that. That definitely belonged to you. Um, as I said, um, just overall, like I said, it was just an absolutely great conversation, and I just love how you were able to come through. And just being somebody who comes from a fashion background and somebody who's, I always say this, not new to this, but true to this. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it was just absolutely a great time to be able to sit down and have a chat with you. Um, could you please just look into that camera? Just tell them, you know what I'm saying, some different things. You know, maybe your social media is what you got working on. You know what I'm saying? Some shameless self-promotion. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for having me, Kato. Oh. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Bailey Davis, two Y's, three S's, because <laughs> okay. I don't got it like that yet. Okay. But you can also follow my magazine that's coming out April 29th. It's called mm-hmm. Zeal, Z-E-A-L. You can follow us at Zine Zeal on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Z- stay tuned. Can you spell that for us? Zine Zeal. Z-I-N-E-Z-E-A-L, all one word. Okay. Um, yeah, stay tuned with our stuff. We're doing some really cool photo shoots this weekend. We just did one in a bar, one in a tanning salon, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to have some cool AR stuff in the print version. So I'm really excited. Okay. 
Um, Any other advice, Bailey, just as far as people when it comes to fashion so they can, you know, help find their style and their sense? Because, you know, you found it. Is there anything you can give to other people? Yeah, I've, I feel like my best piece of fashion advice is, and this might be corny, but be yourself. Don't be afraid to, you know, create and curate your own style and be passionate about what you wear. Um, it's not always about what other people are doing. You might see 20 girls wearing Lululemon leggings, but if you want to wear some fucking jeans, wear those jeans. Like, do you, don't follow other people, don't follow trends. Well, y'all, this has been I Got More To Say. I appreciate um, I appreciate you, um, Bailey, for coming through and being able to give us, um, you know, saying some game and some wisdom and to listen to your story. Yeah, of course. Um, so it was a pleasure to be able to share time, space, and energy with you. I'm Kato, this is Bailey, and as always, I Got More To Say.